That's good to be in God's presence. Amen. So I'm not sure on a give, any given summer Sunday who has been here last week or who is here for the first time in a month or who's about to leave for a month. I never know. So um, hopefully for those of you who call Antioch Waltham your home, uh, if you were not here last week, you were able to read our MailChimp this week and catch up to date on some important things that, are ha- that have happened in our congregation. Um, but I wanted to say this, that we um, were able to last week, if you were present, um, hear um, a brave and cora- courageous confession of a brother, and a son, son of God, and a friend of ours. And in the context of that time and space, as he was able to humble himself, we as a body were able to gather around him, and probably the most beautiful thing that happened last week was looking up from a congregation of about 150 adults and seeing at least 100 of you down here and surrounding our brother and our sister with prayers of encouragement and affirmation and prophetic words of hope. Uh, I felt like we experienced a little bit of heaven last week because that's what the kingdom is about. The kingdom of God is not about... um, On this side of heaven, although we strive to walk in perfection and holiness, uh, we experience much more of God's kingdom through forgiveness and love and grace and His presence uh, as we come together and humble ourselves before one another. And so I was so honored uh, to be your brother last week, you as a congregation. I was so honored to be... um, a part of the outpouring of God's love and His grace. My intent last week, if we would have had the opportunity, but this, 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 this part of the service last week that I just described lasted probably 20 or 30 minutes. And so as a result, uh, we weren't able to pivot uh, what, I, what I felt like was in God's heart and take our focus off of, of one person and allow God to put His focus upon us. Because you see, we... Uh, and I think I might have shared this last week, but by the grace of God, we, were, we, are, we, are all, we would all be standing in front of the congregation. But by the grace of God, we could stand in front of the congregation and share our own story. Amen? Not that it's required or expected of, of all of us, but we could in our own way, with our own group of people, have our own time of honesty and vulnerability where God would... Um, in His grace, shine light upon our own souls and our own lives and say, is, is this a place that you would like to bring to me? That you would like to, to, to bring out of the place of hiddenness, out of the place of shame, and bring it to a place of exposure, not to bring condemnation, but to bring deliverance. If we had the opportunity, um, if we chose to take the opportunity, <laughs> I would think that many of us would be in a place where we could use that kind of light surgery of encouragement. So maybe we need to go there. Right? So I asked you if you were here last week, I didn't write this in the MailChimp, but I, la- I asked you last week, I said, would you, uh, I want to encourage you to go out this week, this was last Sunday, and allow the Lord to shed His light on your own life 
Or another way that I would like to describe it, because I think this is a better way of seeing it, I would encourage you to go out from this place and enter into God's presence, who is light, and allow Him to speak and minister to you. And I pray that many of us did that this week. I know that I I did. Lord, what are you wanting to speak to me? So if you were able to read my journal, if you ever find my journal, don't read it. (laughs) You you can read it if you want to. Um, But I, I was pouring out my own life before the Lord this week. Lord, as my brother humbles himself, Lord, far be it for me not to humble myself before the Lord. And say, God, what are, you, what are you speaking to me? What are you doing in my life? It would be a miss for us as a church. It would be a miss for us as a people if we didn't take by example our brother's confession and then say, God, what is it in my life that you're wanting to purge, that you're wanting to heal, that you're wanting to set me free? In light of that, I felt encouraged for us to go back to one of the passages of Scripture that I shared last week, which is in Ephesians 5. We're actually going to just do a really quick survey. I'm not going to read the whole passage of Scripture, but I want to bring us back to this passage of Scripture that a couple of years ago we actually looked at when we we, we studied Ephesians. Um, And I want us to look at it from the perspective of us being loved, as we will see right off in in verse 1. And see the opportunity that we have in being loved to walk in the light as children of the light and therefore experience His liberty, His freedom. As a good pastor, I had to start with all L's there. Love, light, and liberty. So you could remember it. Say love, light, and liberty with me. Light and liberty. We are loved by God. Look at verse 1 in Ephesians 5. Chapter 1, imitate God, therefore, and we will get to the therefore a little bit later in the message. Whenever there's a therefore, you need to ask the question, what is it there for? Okay, we'll come back to the therefore um, in a little bit later. But imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are His dear children. So let that set, settle in you. Because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ, He loved us and offered Himself as a sacrifice for us. A pleasing aroma to God. Loved by God as dear children. We'll pause here for a second. Dear children, you are His dear children. If you have received His Son's work for you, His death on the cross for you, His sacrificial atonement for you, that while you were still a sinner, while I was was still a sinner, Christ died for us. If we receive that offering that He talks about in verse 2, we are His dear children. Period. Finished. Completed. Adopted. We talked about this last week in Romans, that we are no longer slaves to... Fear, sin, shame, but we have been adopted by God the Father so that we are called children of God. Sons and daughters of the High King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Dear children. 
I believe that one of the reasons that God um, gave me five children is so that I could have lots of illustrations as a sermon. He said, you know what, if you're going to be a pastor, let me give you a lot of illustrations. So he gave me children. But how easy of an illustration is it for me as a father, for all the fathers and mothers in the room, you understand this without me even preaching a word. You could get up here and tell your own story. When you say son and daughter, and you start thinking about your sons and daughters, there is nothing but a reservoir of immense love that fills your heart and your mind. This very week, as, as a father, and along with the, the mother, who is my wife, the mother of my children, um, as a father, I wept on the phone with one of my children who was going through an incredibly hard relationship situation. I, I misty-eyed my, my wife wept. We cried deeply with our, our child because they were grieving, because they were in pain. And every time I see a text or a, or a or a phone number from this child, I am eager to text them right back and call them right back to see how they're doing. We spent two hours on FaceTime just hanging out together this week. Why? Because they're my child. And I love them. I spent another part of my week in fervent prayer over my... And I'll go ahead and... Go ahead and let you know who this one is because you know by the illustration of my wild daughter in Peru who texts me, ha ha, I'm traveling to Bolivia today. What? I'll be on a, in a car ride for 10 hours through Peru to Bolivia to re-up our passports that expired. Ha ha, LOL. It's one of my... It's one of my favorite places. It's on my bucket list to visit. Well, you didn't tell me it was on your bucket list. And you didn't ask me. She's texting me, I think, as she's driving, you know? Like, see if you can stop me. LOL. Ha ha. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Bang. Smiley face. Aren't you happy, Dad? No! Not happy? Get back in your base. And don't leave, no, you know. So I'm praying fervently, Lord, you've created this woman and she is like me. Lord, she is like me. I would be on that van right with her, but she does not deserve to be there. It's my problem. I love her. So, how did I love her this week? I prayed for her, called out for her. I spent time with another couple of my. My sons this week just watching movies and hanging out and getting long times with them. And they didn't know that while we were just being together, I was looking at them and thinking, man, I really just like being with my boys. I just like being in their presence. I put to bed one and woke up with that same one, my youngest, who likes to snuggle, and as I wake up, he's at my bedside poking me, <laughs> smiling, and even though it was not the time for me to wake up, when I looked over and he had that grin on his face, I thought, you know what? I'm the king of the world. I am 
beyond happy that this young man is in my life. Are you getting a picture? If your earthly father, the scripture says, knows how to give good gifts, or another way of describing it is if he knows how to love you, if he has that kind of love for you, how much more does your heavenly father love you? As one famous pastor said as he was going on about the attributes of God, and he goes on for about ten minutes of just superlative after superlative after superlative, he stops and he says, and I wish I could describe him to you. I, I thought to myself, you just did. And I wished I could describe my father to you in the way that I best can describe him. And I tried to as I described my own children to you. And I'm not half, if not, the, not a tenth, not a hundredth of the father in heaven and how he, how he thinks about you. So when we start to enter into the discussion of what does it look like to live as children of the light, Paul starts off, or at least in the, in the middle of this discourse, he says, imitate Jesus, my brothers and sisters. And this is how you imitate Him as dearly loved children. Which means, get around your daddy and have fun and do what he does and experience who he is. And know that He will never leave you or forsake you. He will never unadopt you. He will never say, that's enough, get out of my presence. But He pursues us with a pursuing love. He is faithful when we're not faithful. He 